Hey, this is Caleb Cole, pastor of Project Church in Sacramento. And man, I am so excited for you to hear this word. I believe God is going to encourage you, strengthen you, and challenge you through it. So get ready to receive from God today. Project Church, how we doing? Good to see you guys. My name is Caleb, one of the pastors here. So good to see you on this December 15th. Can you believe it? We are 10 days from Christmas. Who's ready for Christmas? Who's got all their shopping done? Oh, you overachievers. Who hasn't even started yet, like me? Come on, that's, those are my people right there. We procrastinators. Well, hey, uh, I am excited to be sharing with you from God's Word today. We're in the middle of a short little Christmas series, um, three weeks called Coming Home. Everybody say home. And uh, today, I, I'm excited to just share from Luke chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, you can go there with me. But how many know everything needs fuel to keep going? I mean, I don't know what fuels you, but I know that cars need gas, right? If a car is going to, unless it's a Tesla, then it needs to be plugged in. Um, some of you that have those hybrids. But everything needs that gas. It needs that juice. And how I many you know, I, I hear the kids these days, and they'll say things like, oh, he's got that juice. You hear that? Oh, they got that juice. And what they mean by that is they got that fuel, right? They got that thing, that motor, that thing that keeps them going. And so I was thinking about the things that, that give us fuel. And uh, I brought my backpack here. I mean, I may be 38, but I can still rock a backpack, right? How many of you know the youth always win? They do. Um, I'm still rocking a backpack at 38 years old. But I was thinking about, like, what fuels me? And uh, how many of you know this does it? Every time, how many need stop? How many need coffee every day to keep going? So, so for me, like I need this. This is that juice. I didn't, I didn't drink coffee up until like the last three years of my life. I didn't like coffee. Then suddenly, about three years ago, I became a coffee drinker, and now I need it every day. I get, I need that juice, or I got a headache. Some of you feel me, right? I was thinking about man, something else that that really fuels me. Um, is this. I mean, I got I to gotta have this every night for my phone because if I don't have my phone, I get anxiety. Some of you feel me there. Um, if I don't know where my phone is, I'm like panicking like, oh my gosh, where's my phone? What am I going to do? And I'm freaking out. So, so the phones though, they need, they need the juice, don't they? Got to plug them in every night. One of my greatest fears is waking up and it happens often and it didn't charge somehow. And then I'm terrified. I was thinking about, like, even right now, I'm using this microphone, and the only thing that keeps this microphone going is that juice. It's just a, this little tiny battery, and this is what powers this. And if these batteries get low, in fact, if you got really close, you could see there's a readout that shows me where the battery level is at. And it tells me, oh, your microphone is getting low. And it happens occasionally when the microphone starts cutting out. So, man, look at, sometimes juice is small, isn't it? And then for me, this is like, I don't know if you guys are ready for this one. This is juice for me every week. Like, I need this at some point. My wife doesn't like it. She won't go with me. And she, she, she doesn't even like that I go, but... I need that in and out, y'all. Come on, somebody. That in and out juice, okay? I need that juice, that in and out juice to, to keep me going. 
But man, today I want to I want to preach a message to you entitled "The Juice in Our Joy." Everybody say joy. The juice in our joy. So let's read Luke chapter two. I'm going to read verses eight through twenty-one. Hey, let's do something. We haven't done this in a while. Stand in reverence for the reading of God's word. Come on, we're going old school church up in here. We may be a young church, but we can go old school sometimes. You guys just look like you need to stand. Let's read. I'm going to read this. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, but for behold, I bring you good news of great, everybody say it, joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from there into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Lord, thank you for your word. I pray that you would speak to us through it and from it and encourage us in this place. We love you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. High five three people and tell them we about to get that juice. Tell them. We about to get that juice, and you can be seated today. About to get that juice. Man, it's so good to be with you guys today. But I was thinking about the difference between happiness and joy. How many know there's a difference? Like happiness is one thing, but joy is a whole other thing. And the world is pursuing happiness. In fact, often, and I've preached about this before, one of the, the things we hear the most in this culture is do whatever makes you feel happy. Just pursue happiness at all costs. Make the choices that will give you happiness. But how many of you know what makes you happy in a moment can actually lead to destruction in the long term? And so the worst advice you can get is do whatever makes you feel happy. Because momentary happiness is not always what's wise for your life. And so today I want to talk to you about joy because joy is something different than happiness altogether. So first we got to look at the meaning. Happiness is an emotion in which one experiences feelings ranging from contentment and satisfaction to bliss and intense pleasure, right? This is an emotion. It's a momentary feeling, while joy is a stronger, less common feeling than happiness. Witnessing or achieving selflessness to the point of personal sacrifice frequently triggers this emotion. Feeling spiritually connected to a God or to a people. So this is the difference between happiness and joy. Causes happiness is earthly experiences or material objects. Joy is spiritual, is found in spiritual experiences, caring for others, gratitude, and thankfulness. The emotion that's accompanied by these 
Happiness is an outward expression of elation. And that's good. But joy is an inward peace and contentment. What about the time frame of happiness and joy? Happiness is temporary and it's based on outward circumstances. While joy is lasting and based on inward circumstances. What about in life? Happiness can be experienced from any good activity, food, or company. While joy is a byproduct of a life rooted in purpose and meaning. So I wanted to just break this down because I think that many of us have been pursuing happiness in our life and we wonder why it comes and it goes. And we wonder why we have moments of feeling great and then the next morning we wake up and we feel down again. We wonder why we have moments of elation and our highs are very high, but then our lows are extremely low. And we go from a moment of happiness to a moment of displeasure. We go from a moment of happiness to a moment of discouragement and depression and maybe even anxiety. It's because we're pursuing the wrong thing. We're not here on this earth to simply pursue happiness God wants us to live a life of joy. He wants joy to be upon us at all times. And so I, I want to just lay this out real clearly for you because some of you are going, all right, the juice in our joy, what is it? Because y'all want that juice. Caleb wants that juice. What is the juice in our joy? The juice in our joy is and always will be Jesus. Come on, somebody. If you believe Jesus is the juice in your joy, you should be more excited about this, church. Put your hands together if you believe Jesus is the juice in your joy. 9.30, we got to wake y'all up. My goodness. Somebody get these people some Starbucks. The juice of our joy. It's always Jesus. But why? And, and I really want to tell you why today based on this story. This story of the angels who hear a message about a baby that's being born. And these angels show up and they talk to these shepherds and they say, hey, check this out. We have good news of great joy. And we want to share it with you. And now, today, 2,000 plus years later, we still hear the story and live a life that can celebrate the good news that brings great joy to you and I. You see, the juice of our joy is always Jesus. First, because Jesus is for all people. How many are thankful Jesus is for all people? Because you're like, he's for me and I'm jacked up. He's for me, and I've made some dumb choices. He's for me, and I've done some crazy things, and I'm with you raising my hand. I am thankful that Jesus is for all people. That's the juice that our Savior isn't just for certain people, just for tall people, short people, good-looking people, ugly people. No, he's for all people. He's not just for the people that always do the right thing. He's for the people that are often doing the wrong thing. Some of you try to do what's right, and you always seem to do what's wrong. You go, God, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? He says, you're sinful. That's why you need me. Jesus is for all people, all races, 
all backgrounds, all frames and, and stages of life. He's for all people. You see, there was good news given. The good news, it says, if you look at verse number 10, and I read it for you, I love it, that it says right here, I bring you good news of great joy. Ever say joy. That will be for all the people. Not some of the people. Not just the Jews. Not just the Gentiles. For all the people. The Greek word used here in the original language is for good news. Is you, let me get this right. Euangelizomai, which is the verbal form of gospel. Or good news. So when you hear us talk about the gospel, it's this good news that brings great joy. You see, when we know this joy that we have isn't just for us, but it's meant to be shared with us, others, it also gives more juice to our joy. Because how many of you know if you were like, this is great for me, but what about everybody else? I think that juice would be a little less. But because this message, this Jesus is for all people, then this juice that we have is meant to be shared. And when you share the juice, there's more joy in the juice. I love that I have a, a Savior that's for all people. And so I'm fulfilled, and I walk in peace, and I walk in joy, but you know what gives me even greater joy? Is that it's not just about me. That I get to go out every day and I get to run into people on the street and I get to talk with people on the basketball court because that's why I do a lot of my ministry, right? And, and, and I get to talk to people at Starbucks about the joy that I have. And when I share it, guess what? I get more juice in my joy. I ran into a guy at Starbucks a few months back and uh, he heard me talking to someone about God. And so I was sitting there, and I'm drinking my coffee, and the guy that I was meeting with left, and I was just working on my iPad, and uh, he came, and he tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, I heard you talking about God. Um, I, I've never gone to church before, and I'm not a Christian, but I've been really interested in, in spiritual things, and I've been reading my Bible lately, but I don't really know what it means. I have some questions for you. And so he sat down, and he started to ask me questions, and I answered his you know, as many questions as I could, and I invited him to church. He didn't come. But then this last week, I saw him again at Starbucks. It's been like six months. And he was in line in front of me. We talked for a minute, and then he walked out. And I sat down, and guess what happened? Like two minutes later, he came back in. He was like, hey, can we talk again? I didn't want to bug you, but I feel like I'm supposed to. I said, bro, of course. He's like, are you too busy? I said, absolutely not. Why? Because I got joy that was meant to be shared. And when I share the joy, it brings more juice to my joy. Some of you wonder why you don't have the level of joy that you think you should have as a follower of Christ. It's probably because it's all in here. And it wasn't meant to stay with you. God says, share that juice. Share that joy. Because what it does is it brings more into you. So my son... Um, he, he's six, and I coached his kindergarten and first grade basketball team um, the last couple months. We had our last game on Saturday. And uh, his name is Kai, and they're playing for the Junior Kings. And uh, most of these kids, like, they've never played basketball. You would think Junior Kings, oh, this is going to be high-level basketball. It's not, okay? Um, these kids are horrible. And so 
So I'm trying to coach, and I'm, you know, teaching them the basics. I mean, come on, they're kindergarten and first graders. Of course they're horrible. And uh, I, I'm, I'm teaching them the basics, but there was one kid who, this kid was like the best shooter on our team. I mean, when it came to form, he perfect for a, for a five-year-old, six-year-old. But he had no aggression. He stayed away from the hoop, away from the ball. He didn't want the ball. And so he hadn't scored the whole season. So last week, we were scoring a bunch. And so in the fourth quarter, I said, listen, guys, here's the game plan. These are five- and six-year-olds. I circled them up. I said, I need you guys to pass the ball to Oscar. That's his name. I said, get the ball to Oscar. We want him to shoot it every time. I said, Oscar, you go stand by the hoop. We're going to get you the ball. And so they're like, okay, coach, okay. So the first play, one of them comes down, passes it to Oscar. Oscar looks around. Somebody's on him. He freezes. He passes it away. Oscar, shoot the ball. Well, after one time down, it was like all the kids forgot. So now every time a kid comes down, they just jack a shot. But Kai, my son, was the only one that was on mission. And so every time someone would shoot it, they'd run down the court and he'd run up to him and say, get the ball to Oscar. He was doing it the whole quarter. He was taking the ball from the other kids, throwing it to Oscar. They, they'd try to shoot it. Stop shooting. Get the ball to Oscar. I mean, Kai was committed. And with one minute left in the game, Kai took the ball down, threw it to Oscar. Oscar took a dribble buckets we got a basket for Oscar but you know what was cool was Oscar celebrated but you know who celebrated more Kai Oscar was like yeah and ran down Kai ran down with arms out doing circles around the court Oscar got a bucket Jesus is for all people I want my heart for other people to be the way Kai's was for Oscar that day that we should be walking through life. Some of you are like, I don't got any juice in my joy. You know why? Because you're not living for other people. You're living for yourself. And God said, this juice that you have, this joy that you have was meant to be shared. It's for all people. The person that you don't like at work, it's for them. That family member that's always giving you problems, it's for them. And we need to walk through life saying, get the joy to Oscar. Get the joy to whoever it is in your life that needs that joy. And some are going, why don't I have that juice? Because you're not sharing that joy. It was meant to be shared. Second, today we have the juice of our joys because Jesus removes fear. I'm thankful for a God that, that takes fear. You see, in verse number nine, here the angels show up on the scene, and I'm guessing this was a frightening moment for shepherds. If you know anything about shepherds, I mean, shepherds were looked down on in this day. They were the poorest, the vagabonds. They were known to be shady, shysters, thieves, taking advantage of people, stealing. And an angel shows up to them, and it says, The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. But the angel says to them, Do not be afraid, for behold... We bring you good tidings, good news of great joy. You see, 
the temporary emotion like happiness will fade. And some of us in this life are searching for happiness. And what happens is when happiness starts to fade, you know what creeps in often? Fear. When our happiness fades, fear creeps in. You see, joy, as I gave you the definition earlier, is an inner state of peace and contentment. You can't walk in fear when you know God works all things together for good to those who love him. You don't walk in the same sense of fear, anxiety. Why? Because you know that God's in control. You have a joy that is constant and the peace that surpasses all understanding, no matter what circumstance you face, no matter what situation you're walking into. But why are we afraid? Some of you right now today, you, you have anxiety in your life and you wake up every morning, you go to bed at night and you're afraid. We are afraid because we have a desired result in mind. And yet we know we lack the ability to control the outcome. And as a result, we walk in fear. We walk in anxiety. Why? Because you know what you want. You know what you want for your life. You know what you want for your circumstances. You know what you want for your finances, for your job, for your relationships. You know what you want. But how many of you know we aren't in control? You can do some things, you can do your best, you can bring your best, but at the end of the day, you cannot control anything. You can't control people, you can't always control the economy, you can't always control what's happening around you. All you can control is this. And so, we want an outcome, but we know we can't control it, and as a result, we walk in fear and anxiety because we are control freaks. And we want what we want. And yet, we have to learn to walk in joy no matter what the circumstance. That we say, God, I'm gonna trust you're in control. I'll be honest with you. This building process has given me a lot of fear and anxiety. And you know what? There's been many nights that I've woken up afraid. There's been many nights that I've woken up filled with anxiety. But I don't allow that to be the state that I stay in. I wake up and the Bible says that I shouldn't stress or worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication make my requests known to God and trust him with the results. So some of you are like, well, I just, I, I deal with fear. I deal with anxiety. You know what Paul actually says to the church? He says, do not be afraid. And some of you, you don't like when people tell you, because I mean, I've been there. I, I'm dealing with fear and anxiety. And people are like, well, just don't be afraid. Just don't have anxiety. I'm like, how dare you? You don't know what I'm walking through. You don't know my situation. But you know that Paul actually said that to the church? He said, don't be afraid. Why are you afraid? Why are you filled with fear? Why are you filled with anxiety? Why? Because you are trying to control the outcome. Paul said, stop worrying. Stop being afraid. Give it to God. So you know what happens when I wake up in the night with fear and anxiety, which I do. When I wake up in the morning with it, you know what I do? Instead of dwelling on that and thinking about that and worrying about it and saying, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to control this? You know what I do? I say, God, this is yours. 
God, I can't control this. God, I don't know what to do, but I know that you're in control and I know you know what to do. So I'm giving it to you and I'm not going to worry about it any longer. I'm not going to stress about it any longer. I pray and by prayer and supplication, I make my request known to God and suddenly there's a freedom that comes. There's a peace that comes. There's a contentment that comes. Some of you need to be told today, stop being afraid. I know you don't like to hear it, but Paul said it. So don't blame me. I'm just the messenger. Talk to God about it. It's his word. Stop being afraid. Stop walking in anxiety. And some of you are walking in it, but you're never giving it to him. Today, make a decision. Say, God, I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to trust you with it. And I start to pray. And when I start to pray, I start to trust. And when I start to trust, there's a peace and a joy that comes upon me. You see, that joy is inside of me. Some of you, i got to be honest, you're afraid of good news. What happens here is he says, I, we, the angels say, we, we come bringing to you good news of great joy. Some of you are afraid of good news, so you sabotage, sabotage anything good in your life. Could you imagine if the shepherds are like, oh, that was cool. Like a bunch of angels just showed up. And they said, there's a savior. And he's been born in a manger. Like, that's cool, but I don't know. I mean, do you really think the savior was born? Probably not. Some of you have that mindset whenever God actually brings good things to your life. And so you have a good relationship, but you're like, it's probably not really possible to be this good, so I'm just going to sabotage it. You have a, a, a job, and it's a great job, but you're like, nothing could be this good, so you sabotage it. You find a church, and everything like, oh, wow, this is Project Church. I don't know. I feel like I'm in the right place, but it's probably too good to be true. You know, there's probably all this shady stuff happening behind the scenes. So you sabotage it and you become cynical in your heart and your spirit. And then you go out the door one day and say, ah, I'm not going to go back there because it can't really be what it seems like it is. And I felt like God wanted to tell you today, stop being afraid of the good news that I'm giving you. Stop being afraid and sabotaging the good things that I'm putting upon you. Some of you sabotage the purpose and the plans that God has for you out of fear. Stop being afraid, stop sabotaging, and start walking in the joy and the peace of saying, God, you brought me here. It seems good. I'm going to trust you through it. I'm going to thank you in it. And that's what the shepherds do. Third, the juice of our joy is because Jesus comes with a sign. You know what I love about Jesus? He always brings a sign. I think a lot of you have seen signs in your life. How many of you ever seen a sign in your life like God gave you a sign on something? And you're like, yes, sir, that was him. I'm thankful for the signs that God brings along my path. What was sign one for the shepherds? It was the angels. But you know what I love? That, that it's as if the angels weren't a big enough sign. So the angels actually say to the shepherds, they're like, this is also going to be a sign to you. You're going to find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, in a stable feeding trough where animals usually hang out and what they eat out of, there's going to be a baby lying in that. Like that wasn't normal just so you guys know. And so when they tell them this, they're like, say what? Like, okay, well, I guess we better go see. Sign number two, God announces his son. 
and he announces them through the angels with three titles. I just wanted you to see this because this is the God that you serve and this gives more juice to your joy. First, he says, a savior who is Christ the Lord. Three titles given to Jesus. First, savior is to rescue. Christ is the Greek word for the Hebrew word Messiah. So rescuer, Messiah, and Lord who is God himself. A savior who is Christ the Lord. Sign number three is they declare to the, to, to the shepherds here in this moment, they say, he's the rescuer, he's the Messiah, and he's God himself. What, if I don't know what good news is, that's it. Good news of great joy. This is a bold declaration. That this baby is the one to come to rescue mankind. The Messiah that the Old Testament law had prophesied about for a thousand years. This is God himself in the flesh. Some of us have reduced Jesus to a baby in a ghost manger. I'm thinking back to Talladega Nights. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Ricky Bobby. But he makes a prayer. He says, I don't, I don't like praying to adult Jesus. I like praying to little sweet baby Jesus. And he says, you know, a little sweet, innocent in his, in his ghost manger. And he's, he's talking. This is how he perceives Jesus. And some of you still have Jesus as a baby. And you wonder why your joy is still small. Because Jesus didn't stay a baby in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. No. He rose up, grew up, became a man who lived a perfect life, died a painful death, but didn't stay dead. Three days later, he rose again, and then he ascended to heaven. Some of you, your joy is small. Your juice is less because you still got sweet baby Jesus in the ghost manger and that's the Jesus I worship instead of the God of the universe the Jesus that sits enthroned next to G next to God on the right hand of the father some of you need to put Jesus in his rightful spot in your life he is king he walks in power in authority in righteousness the perfect man completely God put him back to where he needs to be your juice is small. You don't got that juice in your joy because you're still worshiping baby Jesus. And I got to tell you today, we serve a powerful God. We serve a powerful Savior. Ooh, I came to preach today, y'all. God gives us big signs, but he often also gives us subtle signs, small signs. The angels, big sign. Baby in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, a little smaller sign, but still a sign. Today is my wife's birthday. If you didn't know, give it up for Chrissy. December 15th. She's been telling you for weeks to remember it. I saw some presents actually in the green room. Well done. She made sure she got some gift cards to Nordstrom. You guys think I'm joking. I'm dead serious. But, uh, my wife, uh, actually when I met her, she, I met her and my, my mom also met her the same day. She was visiting here in California and she was friends with my brother because they went to college together. Um, and I was, went to college in the same town, but I didn't know Chrissy. And so she was in town because all her family lives in the Bay Area, um, all her uncles and aunts. And she's got one of them Filipino families, like 150 strong, you know what I'm saying? They roll deep. And, uh, 
And so they, she came to visit for a wedding and then came up and she came to my house and uh, cause she was friends with my brother and I met her. I said, oh, nice to meet you. And when she left, my mom said to me, Caleb, that's the girl you need to marry. And I said, say what? Like, I don't even know this girl. And, uh, like, she's hanging out with my brother, Luke. I don't know. Like, I thought, I didn't know something was going on there. So I was like, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Mom. You're like, you're crazy. And my mom said to me, she looked at me, she said, Caleb, she is not the girl for your brother. She is the girl for you. Now, how many know moms, sometimes you think they're crazy? And so my mom told me this, and I was like, Mom, you're crazy. Like, no, thank you. I don't even know you. I don't know her. I don't know what you're talking about. And so it took a while, but five years later, I married Chrissy Daco. Now Chrissy Cole. Chrissy Daco. We used to call her Crispy Taco. That's her maiden name. Five years later, I married, but let me tell you, looking back, I'm like, man, that was a sign. And so single men in here, listen to your mamas, okay? Just a little tip. But second, God will give you small signs along the way. And sometimes they're subtle and sometimes they're big. But I'll tell you this, Jesus always comes with a sign. And some of you have been thinking about giving your life to Jesus. You've been thinking about going all in with Jesus. And I believe God is dropping signs even today in this message to affirm to you that this is the path you're supposed to walk. That this is the God that you're supposed to serve. Don't ignore the signs. You know why? Because the signs give more juice to our joy. And last, if the band would come back. The juice of our joy is because Jesus gives us an inheritance. I'm thankful for my inheritance. You see, we don't really think about inheritance much today because inheritances don't seem to happen as often. But, you know, just a hundred years ago, going back for thousands of years in the history of mankind, like, if you were a person with a family, you always had an inheritance. There was always an inheritance coming to you. Some of you, maybe you've gotten an inheritance, but most of us maybe never will. You see, joy can be seen but it's seen in Jesus. The juice is always in Jesus. The shepherds went to see him in the flesh. And I wanted to tell you, you can see Jesus. Some of you are going, well, I, I can't see Jesus in the flesh, which is why I have a hard time serving Jesus. But I want to tell you, you can see Jesus in your life. You can see Jesus by, by the signs along the way. You can see Jesus by how often he's brought you through situations that you never should have survived. You can see Jesus all along your life. If you really look back, you go, actually, Jesus was there. He was there. He was there. He was there. You can look back and say, wow, Jesus has been there the whole time. Sustaining me. Protecting me. Helping me. Strengthening me. Bringing me through. The shepherds, they go to see Jesus in the flesh. Galatians 4, 4 through 5 says this, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, 
so that we might receive adoption as sons. Adoption. You see, I wanted to tell you today, if you're going to have juice in your joy, you got to remember and begin to, to receive an inheritance. An inheritance that can give your joy more juice. What could give your joy more juice than knowing that you've been forgiven? That you've been redeemed? That you are adopted as a child of God? That it doesn't matter your family background, what you came from, the mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter how much sin is in your life, sin is in your past. It doesn't matter how long you've ran from God, how many times you've turned your back on God. When you surrender to God, when you say, Jesus, I'll put my joy in you, guess what happens? It says you are adopted as sons and daughters. What an inheritance that you and I have. That we are actually sons and daughters of God of the savior of the world, of the creator of everything. We are sons and daughters. You see, without joy, you can't live the life you've been meant to live. You can't walk in the purpose you've been meant to walk in. And some of you been trying to find happiness without Jesus. And you wonder why the, the thing, the moments come of happiness and they leave. And you wonder why you have really high highs and really low lows. I want to tell you, because happiness isn't what you need. Joy is what you need, and joy is only found in Jesus, our Savior, our Lord. So I want to invite you today to fully embrace Him, to come home. This whole series we've titled Coming Home. Next week, I want to encourage you to come back. Bring someone with you. Grab some invite cards. Coming home. Our Christmas at the Crest production. But tonight or today, somebody needs to come home to Jesus. To get that juice in your joy. To get that joy for the first time ever. The juice of our joy is and always will be Jesus, church. Always and only Jesus. Man, I want my joy to have juice. I want every day to walk in the, the joy that God has given to me and called me to. And, and sometimes it feels like it's diminishing and it's leaving and it's because we're not properly putting that juice in that it needs. But I'll tell you this, when you're adopted as a son and a daughter, Jesus will give you the juice you need. Would you bow your heads with me across this place, church? If you're in this room, you say, Caleb, I got to be honest. I don't even have a relationship with this Jesus that you're talking about. I've ran from Jesus. I've turned my back on Jesus. I've never, or, or I, I did at one time, but I've ran from the home that is found in Jesus. And I'll be honest, I have walked through life without joy, without happiness, and I'm walking without purpose. Today's your day to come back home, to come home to a savior that wants nothing more to, than to plug you in to the joy that you were meant to live in. 
a savior that will daily infuse you with more juice in that joy so if you're in this room you say Kayla that's me I don't know Jesus never give my life to him or maybe you've ran from God turn your back on God and today you need to recommit yourself to him I want you to lift your hand one two three go ahead if that's you yes I see those hands yes hands are going up around the room come on church let's clap our hands and give God some praise for these people would you stand to your feet all across this room repeat this prayer after me everybody in here say Jesus thank you for the joy that you give me for the inheritance that I have as a son or a daughter of yours today Jesus I surrender my heart to you I give it all to you thank you for dying for me for forgiving me I love you Jesus give me that juice give me that joy I need you and you alone in your name amen amen listen church we're gonna sing right now as a declaration to God I want to invite you all our prayer team down if you raise your hand to receive Jesus or maybe you just need prayer today for something our prayer team will be down here just to pray over you encourage you but let's sing this song as a declaration saying God I know my joy is found in you and you alone but give me some more juice some of you need some juice today in this place in your joy let's worship him today and allow him to infuse us with some fresh juice in our joy come on worship with this us. word encourage you today if you haven't heard, we recently purchased a building in Old Sacramento. This is going to be the permanent home of Project Church. We are here to stay in Sacramento. But I wanted to ask you if you would consider giving, uh, donating to help make this vision come to fruition. You can go to www.projectchurch.com backslash believe to see more about the building and to donate. God bless you and let's see what God can do through us.